Okay, the, the dust has settled somewhat after the game today. Um, obviously very, you know, very, very disappointed in, in the way that we went about it today, the way that we lost. Um, you know, albeit there was, uh, there was some positive to take out of the day and you always try and look at it and try and look at the positives which maybe gives you some hope for the next week and obviously after a really putrid first quarter, we played pretty well in the second quarter. Um, we seem to do our work in quick bursts when we look good and you think to yourself, oh that was easy, you know, we just kicked two goals in two minutes and uh, if we can just play like this for four quarters, we're good to go. But obviously it's, uh, it's a lot more difficult than that, it's not as easy as what it seems. Um, and you know, here we are at zero and four, uh, really just licking our wounds. Um, I've had a chance to settle down a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, it's, it stings. It stings, it's been stinging all day. And um, just it's just been on my mind and just disappointed and feeling all the, all the emotions that I'm sure you're feeling as well if you're watching this. And, and so uh, I wanted to go through the list and, and give them some, some ratings because I just, I didn't feel like it was the right time to do it right after the game. I was way too wound up. Um, emotions were just flowing. It's amazing what your, what your footy club can do to you when you're a real passionate supporter. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's amazing how it controls your, uh, the way you think and the way you feel. But one thing's for sure, next Sunday I'll be there again, 6.40 a.m. Carlton Western Bulldogs and I'll be cheering those boys on and I'll be disappointed again at the end of the game if we lose and I'll be up and about if we win. So. That's that. That's what it. That's what it is to be a supporter of your club. Um, you always probably give me until the Tuesday or the Wednesday, and then I'll be firing through the message. We can win this week. Um, so that's that. Obviously, you know we're all entitled to feel and uh, express how we feel the way we do. Um, you know, with the supporters, I you know especially the, the Facebook groups and, and everything. I tend to stay away from them after losses um, because uh, just the toxicity is a little bit too much. Uh, but the reality is we've got to be, I think there's two eras of Carlton supporters. There's the, those who've grown up watching nothing but success and sort of being completely outraged because it's like this once great club has fallen to a piece of shit. And then there's the new generation who didn't grow up with success or a little bit more patient and then you sort of have those two eras colliding and you get blocks and you get people kicked out of groups and you get personal attacks and all of that. But uh, yeah, I would... As, as much as we can, we've got to try and tolerate each other. And, you know, winning heals everything, both on the field, off the field, and even in the supporter group. So, I'll leave it at that. Uh, okay, starting starting with the side that was selected, we'll go through some player ratings. Uh, starting the back line, Cade Simpson. Uh, I'm not going to lie, it's... Uh, look, he had the 22 touches and the 8 marks. He, he looked a lot better than what he did last week. But, yeah, there are just moments there where I start thinking to myself... You know, I don't, is this is it the end? He just, I felt like he struggled to keep his feet a little bit today at times. Uh, and by no means of the imagination was he bad today. He was, he was. I would say he was, he was, you know, a pass mark to, to good. But he just wasn't as as prolific. And that's that's the reality of your football career. You know, you get to a certain age, and you can't expect him to do uh, as well as what he did last year. I thought he really squeezed out every drip of his uh, potential juice if you want to call it last year. So, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought Simo battled, you know, willingly. Uh, I'll give him a six for the game today. Jacob Wiedering has had an outstanding season. I think he had 14, uh, I think he had 10 touches in the first quarter, 
ended the game on on 22 uh, on 20 touches, which he's not. I mean, the the possessions for him is obviously not what we're looking for. But especially in that first quarter, I thought he stood up very well. I thought he was our best. I made the comment that Sam Walsh was our best, but I, I you know, had a look at the first quarter again, and, and Jacob Wiedering was without a doubt our best. Um, and it's it's a relief. And there's one of the positives that we take out of the game today. He was so sure every contest he goes into. He's he's got this ability to think. It's it's the Jacob Wiedering that we saw come in from the Under 18 Championships with this composed head. He's got you know three full years of experience. He's failed. He's he's tried things that have worked. He's tried things that have not worked. He's been injured. He's been low on confidence. So he's got these layers of experience now, and you can kind of see it. Uh, nothing really seems to have scared him like it has in the last few years. So he's gotten out of his own head, which is a huge positive for us because he's seriously one of our backbone players. If you look at Richmond, you've got Rance, Revolt, Martin, Cochin. Well, he's our one of those big four for us. He's our key back when moving, you know, moving forward. So, you know, you look at Cripps, you look at Walsh, you look at Wiedering, and you look at someone like maybe Charlie Kerner or even Harry Mackay. So he really fits that for us. Thought it was outstanding. I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him an eight for the game today. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be giving out too many big scores. I'm going to try not to anyway. I think now that I've got some composure, yeah. So he has an eight. Daisy Thomas, uh, again another one who I thought was much better this year, this week. He had the 20 touches and the 10 marks, and what it said to me was uh, he was spreading out. But I thought, actually, thought we ran, we we ran wide a lot better this week than what we did last, and we gave ourselves more options when we moved the ball around the ground. Um, some people have made comments that you know he and Simo and Murph were getting cheap kicks. Shut the fuck up, idiot! Um, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Just shut the fuck up. Um, anyway, Daisy was fine today, um, you know, good, not great. I want to give the entire defence uh, a big, you know, big acknowledgement because to keep a, a team to 59 points is, is, is massive. Obviously, we just can't score, we just can't score well enough. Um, and, but, you know, but our defenders, especially in the first four rounds, have been, you know, nothing short of exceptional. So, Daisy's obviously one of them. I'll give him a seven for his game today. Um, 20 touches is okay, but again, the senior guys, I want to see him really elevate and get those 25 to 28 and really help drive things forward. So, yeah, Daisy was, was okay today. I, I, I enjoyed his game. Half-back line, Lockie Plowman. Lucky Plowman, 14 touches, 9 marks. Uh, had one of the worst moments in... in his, I'm sure he'll be filthy at himself for that. I hope he's filthy at himself for that moment. That, that last last 10 seconds, that... I don't know what you call that excuse for an effort. It was, it was a man who had given up. It was a man who was not willing to say, there's the ball, I'm going to go and do something about it. And you really, it was one of those moments where you look at it and you, you really reveal a man's character when you see what he does when, when push comes to shove and he's in, under the most pressure. And I thought it was, it was a real indictment on, on, on him and the, the talent that he does have. There's no doubt about it that he's a talented guy, but I thought it showed a little bit of mental weakness on his behalf. And I hope, I hope there's no cuddles around him. I hope there's no cuddles around any of the boys. I hope there's some serious eyeballing done this week, and uh, it's just not good enough. That that last effort really, really put a stain on his game. I don't actually remember anything he did previous to that. I know that he was okay, but um, yeah, I was really disappointed with Lockie Plowman today. I was sh it was just shocking effort. He's someone that I've defended for so long, 
and you just can't defend that action that he had in that last quarter. So uh, for that reason, I'm going to give him a three, and uh, I hope I never see that again. Uh, that was just, you know, look if you're not look, listen, if you're not willing to put do what's required uh, to win games of footy, don't play. And, and that simple, simple. No more cuddles, not for a guy of his stature. He's a guy that's got a lot of talent and a guy that's been in the system long enough. And uh, that half effort, that that little spillover was just, um, it was just not what we need. And um, we need guys in his position to be a lot more solid than that. So very disappointing, lucky plowman, but still back him in to bounce back. Whether he needs to be dropped next week, I don't know. I don't know if he really is going to be dropped, but yeah, that was a really piss weak effort straight up. Liam Jones. Um, Liam Jones is in, in serious, uh, in serious form, uh, serious career best form. He's a guy that at the start of the season I was talking a lot about being, you know, very, oh, oh, what's going to happen every time he gets the ball, but kudos to him. He has shut me right up and he shut up a lot of the critics, both outside of the Carlton uh, fraternity, if you want to call it, and inside. A lot of knockers on Liam Jones, but he's been nothing short of outstanding. He has played as well as he have, could have possibly played, especially in these first four rounds. Um, and I thought he was excellent today. He, he and, and Jacob Wittering really led the back line who, who conceded 59 points in a game of footy, which is, which is A grade and, and um, you know, all class to him and, and all kudos to him. So well done. I'm gonna give him, uh, I'm gonna give him a nine. Yeah, I thought Liam Jones was fantastic today. Um, Caleb Marchbank is next. He looked a lot better this week than what he did last week. And that's the that's what you juggle when you bring a guy back a little bit early. Yes, you're bringing him back early, and he struggled a lot last week, but it made him a lot more prepared for the game this week. And I thought he was a lot better, um, not outstanding, but just a lot more better. And, and again, like I said a few weeks ago when he came back in, uh, with him in the side, you look at the back six on paper and you think, okay, I'm I'm happy with that. It's settled. Um, obviously, Williamson to come back in, and Doherty's he's not going to be there this year. So you know, having said that. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm going to give him a seven for his game. And uh, I think, you know, next week he'll be back to his absolute full fitness, you know, aerobically ready to go, you know, reading the ball better, match fitness, match touch. So looking forward to seeing uh, another layer into Caleb Marchbank and hopefully he can have just a, a healthy run at it. <clears throat> and the center line says here, Charlie Kerno, Paddy Cripps and Zach Fisher. Charlie, uh, look, I, I mean, I think Charlie's obviously carrying something. He had the... The, uh, the 17 touches, the nine marks, and kicked a goal, which and he played a lot more up the ground. And he, you know, he, he played his role well, uh, but he's just missing the he's missing that Charlie wow factor at the moment. Um, kicked a goal like he needed to, and played up the ground. So obviously not in as many scoring positions or attacking positions as as what he usually is. And when you've got um, Harry Mackay there and Mitch McGovern there, and our big full forward uh, Michael Gibbons, there's no room for Charlie Kerno. So uh, yeah, look, he wasn't he wasn't our best, uh, but he definitely wasn't our worst. I thought he was okay, and yeah, I think he's I think he's carrying something, and I think he probably pushed the case to play this week, and I think we might have played him out of a little bit of desperation to get the win, which I did enjoy and I did appreciate. So kudos to him for um, toughing it out and playing under you know uh, a bit of adversity. I'll give him a. I'll give him a six for his game today. It's not a, not like he was poor today, but um, you know we've got to be a little bit more direct now. We've got to be hold our guys to higher standards. Paddy Cripps, he he again is is a freak. It was one of you know those Paddy Cripps games. Thirty touches, twelve tackles, nineteen contested possessions, two goals. 
He earned four free kicks. I mean, he, uh, the worry for me is, you know, if we don't improve now, if we don't improve, and this, this year is literally almost a write-off, um, but if we don't improve this year and next year, you know, he's out of contract. If he loses confidence in what we're doing at a, as a club, um, you know, there will be eight final sides who, with the addition of Paddy Cripps into their midfield, will win the Premiership. Like, he, he's that good. It's not like, it's not a joke. People talk about, let's stop, you know, over over analyzing or, you know, individualizing players. Absolutely not. He's a fucking superstar, so shut up. He literally deserves every little bit of accolade um, that he gets, every little bit of attention that he gets. He had, I think, three or four touches in the first quarter, very down on his usual output, and he just came and monstered us back and, you know, put the team on his back and, and just led from the front. And he plays a captain's game, you know, all this hard stuff that we want from our captain and the stuff that we were giving Mark Murphy shit for for the last three, four years because he wasn't hard enough. You know, he's doing that. Um, flew the flag for Sam Walsh, did all that stuff. And on and off the field, does what he needs to do and then puts in the big performances. He was, he, he's a, he, he, we are very blessed to have him in the side. It's such a juxtaposition. We're such a rabble, yet we have, you know, arguably the best player in the league. So, yeah, uh, very happy with his game today. He'll get a nine from me. And, and probably had we won the game, I'd probably give him a 10. But, um, you know, didn't win the game. Um, you know, he obviously did make some skill errors as well. So that's, that's holding him back a little bit. Um, Zach Fisher, yeah, look, he's, uh, he's sort of at that, that par mark. So, you know, the, the, the 19, 20 touches and a goal is kind of what we want from Fisher as a, as, a, as a bare minimum. And he's been doing that for the last few weeks. He had the 19 and a goal last week. And today he had the, the 20 touches and he kicked a goal as well. You know, 20 touches, 12 contested. It's, they're good numbers. He was, he was good. He wasn't great. Um, and, you know, he was... I liked his game. He, he, he didn't underperform terribly. You know, we know he's capable of pushing out 25 touches, but, you know, as long as he gets around that 20 possession mark at a bare minimum and kicks himself a goal, that's a, as, a, you know, as much of a threat uh, as we need from his role. So for that reason, I'll give him a seven. And, um, you know, he, he did take a step up from last week, which was good. And it was good to see him a little bit more prolific this week. Um, I haven't really seen the heat map, but I, I felt like I saw him a lot more in the midfield today. Um, on the screen. Half forward, Mark Murphy, Levi Kaspar and Sam Walsh. Murph, um, I don't know what this bloke's got to do to get some support. Um, you know, 29 touches, 15 marks, and like people are calling for him to be dropped. Like it's actually ridiculous. I don't understand it. Um, you know, I can, I can understand last week, he, his disposal was poor. Uh, the week before he copped the hit from uh, Sam Palpepper. Got the, the, the double hit, Sam Palpepper, and I think it was Zach Buttles or Sam Gray, something like that, he came out, he had still had 26 touches, you know, obviously missed targets, but, you know, shouldn't have come back on today. He plays the wing role, I actually looked at his heat map, and he played that wing role that we wanted at the start of the year, and um, was supportive there, put the ball in the right positions, you know, our, our forwards that he kicked to just, you know, didn't mark it. Um, he wasn't the only one that didn't, you know, fuck up. He obviously kicked the ball to Gibbons as well a few times, and we did that a lot today. Um, but I thought overall his game was great. We want the run and spread. That's the game that we want him to play. On the wing, moving forward, helping out, bring the ball from defense to offense. 24 touches, 
29 touches, 15 marks. What's that telling you? Alarm bells are ringing. It's not, there weren't cheap touches around the ground for the sake of racking up stats. Do you really think he goes out there to say, hmm, how can I get uh, you know, 29 cheap possessions today? Anyway, um, I'm gonna give him an eight for his game today. And uh, you know, it was, it was a, a much better performance and he used the ball a lot well. That, that was probably the, that's what's been missing in the first few rounds. He's just, his disposal efficiency has been sort of below that, you know, that 70% mark hovering around that 60, 65%, which is not where he needs to be. Leader of the club, senior guy, club champion, AFL MVP, all of that. He's got to be pushing those 29, 30 possession and a goal games. Okay, next up, Levi Kaspolt. Uh, I think it's time to step out of the side, Levi. I think uh, the the little the little patch that we needed him for is, is done. You know, Charlie, Mitch, Harry play. I don't I don't I don't want Mitch um, I don't want uh, Levi on the side. I must say he, when he did go in the ruck and he pinch hit it in the ruck today, um, I thought he was okay. And what I liked about the, the strategy of the rucks today, I really noticed it today. They really got into the body of, of Jared Witts and it was noticeable. So kudos to the, the coaching staff for, for that. They really got right into the body there. And I've, I've, I, I played ruck uh, when I played footy and it's, it's brutal. It's a brutal position. And you know, when you've got two guys who have been instructed to just put their knees into your ribs all game, that, that sucks. So kudos to Jared Witts for, for copying it and um, still having the 45 hit outs. But um, yeah, Levi, you know, there's too many of them. Uh, there's too many. I'd, I'd rather see Jack Silvani, someone who's a little bit more agile. And if Harry's got to go in the ruck when it's you know in the forward line, then so be it. I think Cruiser will be back from next week. And once that happens, then we can play uh, you know that Jack Silvani in the forward line or even bring in an extra midfielder like a Matt Kennedy um, and have you know one of the senior guys like Murph go forward, something like that. But the reality is, I'm you know, thank you, Levi. Love you, love your work, love your service for the club. You know, I always respect the Carlton players who put on the the jersey. But um, you know, it's you know moving forward. I'm, I, I personally don't think he's in the best 22. So uh, I think he'll come out. I, I didn't think he was great today. I mean, he did present and do all those things, but you know very minimal impact um so i'll give him a i'll give him a three for his game today i don't want to go out of my way to to bag him so that's that sam walsh jeez um yeah what do you what do you say i mean again people who say don't get too overhyped by individual players no appreciate them when they do great things and this kid's this kid's a freak we're very lucky to have him um, made the right pick in the draft, without a doubt, without question. Uh, he runs hard, he gut runs, he's brave, he's got all the traits that we need. Uh, his kicking's improved a little bit from, you know, remember round one? Uh, if you look at round one to now, you can see he's a kid that's learning. And um, he's just a no-fuss guy. And I love everything about the player. Love everything about his character. And like I said before with Cripps, I really like that, you know, Cripps got over and flew the flag uh, against, I think it was Jared Witts that, that hit Walsh after the, the courageous mark. So yeah, again, we've got to remember this kid is, is 18 years old and we've got no no expectations on him. You know, Paddy Dow, Lockie O'Brien went through all of last season with us saying, ah, the kids, don't look at them, it's all good. They're just gonna learn, they're just gonna get experience. So let's not forget that Sam Walsh is literally in that same category and he, he's taking the piss. I think that was as good of a game as you can expect from a young kid. That is a 10 out of 10 game. He was as good as he could possibly be 
for an 18-year-old playing in his first season of footy, and he deserves every pat on the back that he gets, and it would be a disaster if the AFL didn't give him the Rising Star nomination. Um, so well done, Sam Walsh, 18 years old, and it, it's, it's, uh, it's mind-blowing what he's been able to do in his first four games, and uh, please keep that in mind when you're, when you're assessing him. In the forward line, Sam Petrovsky seaton You know, he had the 18 touches and the seven tackles. I actually thought he he had a little bit more impact than what the stats say. And he's the thing is, you know, how can we get Sam Petrovsky seaton to have 25 touches? It, he just looks like when he gets the ball, he's able to produce some magic. Uh, there was an explosion out of uh, the center bounce. I believe it was the start of the second quarter when he hit up Mitch McGovern. And it was just like... Oh, okay. I need to see that 12 times a game. That, that's the type of player we need Samo to become. Now, is that going to happen? Remains to be seen. But it, it's exciting for me. That's the type of thing I want to see from him. Um, you know, ultimately didn't have the impact overall that I want to see. I want to see him really pushing the 24, 25 position barrier. Because if he does, the team's completely different. It, it, it's literally... Seven or eight more possessions from Samo is literally maybe two or three more goals because he's able to create. Um, he's very creative. He's good on both sides of his um, of his body, which is uh, so important in this day and age, and that makes such a difference. Um, I'm going to give him a seven for his game today. I, I still think there's room for improvement, uh, but he was not our worst, that's for sure. Harry Mackay, yeah, it was a bit of a back-to-earth situation. I, 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 I'd love to know what is going on in the coach's box with respect to this forward 50 setup and is, is it is it Bolter's instruction to not have Harry out of the, the, the square? I don't think that's the case. Is it the player's inability to read the game, look around like Harry for example, hey I'm not in the goal square, maybe I should get in the goal square. Uh, are our forwards leading up the ground to get kicks, get possessions? I'm not sure but it's, a, it's an alarm bell. It's a red flag for me. The last few weeks, we've had no one at times in that forward square leap being that lead-up target. And I don't understand what's going on. So I haven't yet grasped, and I probably never will because I'm not, I'm not an AFL coach. I'm just a fan. Um, but the one thing I'm noticing as a fan is it's kind of like, why are we kicking to Gibbons? Why isn't Harry in the goal square? Or, or Mitch? How is this happening? What's going on? Is it the players chasing kicks? Is it the players not listening to the coach? Is it the coach's instruction? I don't know. So I don't think anyone knows, but yeah, it was a, it was a poor performance from Harry. And again, young, letting him develop, letting him grow. He peaks at 26, 27 years old. He's still 21, 22, settle down, all good. Terrible today, give him a four out of 10, but it's okay. It's, it's not doomsday for him. So he'll learn. He's had a great first three weeks of the season. Obviously, you know, the contested marks are there and everything, and we love that. Got to clean up his goal kicking. It's sort of, he's had a bit of a fluctuation now. Life is all about ups and downs. We speak about nothing being linear. So Harry Mackay gets a four, but I will continue to back him in and, and as, as all of us should. Paddy Dow, um, he's, he's, yeah, look, he's taken, he's taken a hit to his confidence. Um, Heath Buck, in, uh, who presents the My Blue Heaven vlog on YouTube, made a very interesting comment during the week about Paddy Dow's kicking technique. And I remember when I first saw it, I was like, ah, yeah, shut up, Bucky, like, back him in, support him, but he's right. He's 100% right. So it's a great call, Heath. 
Um, his kicking is, is has something's happened. He's his ball drop. It, it seems like he when he actually drops the ball, he's kicking it a lot quicker as the ball drops. There's a, there's a short amount of time from when ball drops to when he kicks the ball, and that's usually a good sign. But I think he's still dropping the ball from too high because it's just not coming off well. And he's got this explosive, out of the stoppage type skill and talent, but then he's got this horrible foot. So. Yeah, he needs some work. He needs some work. And you want him to be able to use both sides of his feet because with that explosive power, if you can kick on both sides, kind of like Samo, um, you, you, you're an elite player. So I'm a little bit worried. Um, I'm not worried that he's not going to become a great player, but again, he's having a bit of a down patch, second year blues. I'm not sure what it is, but he needs to go back and really work on his kicking. And um, I mean, I thought his decision making last year was great. I thought he really, there were times last year, it was as the season went on, I remember saying things to the effect of he is getting better and better and better and he's learning his way through the game. So obviously that last play in the last minute where he has guys on the outside and he goes inside and it's like, Paddy, what are you doing? Um, disappointing, but you know, he'd be spewing. He'd be spewing. He'd be the, I, can see, I could see it in his eyes. He's, he's a shattered, shattered boy. Um, so, yeah, look, his, his game was, was not great. I'm going to give him a four, um, but stick with him. You know, he, he's probably one of the few that you probably probably do put your arm around. Uh, you want to be firm in the message, but you don't want to be too firm. And again, the, the nature of today's sport, you know, a new age of new generation of, of, of person, they don't always respond to the, you know, Alistair Clarks and look me in the eyes scream at them, they don't respond that way. So you've got to pick your spots. And I'm not sure if Paddy Dow is one of those. I think he is, he's a, he's a tough bugger, you know, country lad. Um, so yeah, yeah, he, look, it's, we need him to really step up. We can't afford to have our top five, top 10 draft picks, you know, be flops. So uh, look, I'll back him to respond. I wouldn't be opposed to him having a spell on the twos. I'm not saying drop him out of, um, you know, punishment. Well, I, I guess it is punishment because there has to be a consequence. But if you look at, I look at the Bryce Gibbs situation, he got dropped from the Adelaide side and it's interesting because uh, there's no way he gets dropped from the Carlton side and that goes to show where we're at. So he's dropping Paddy Dow a little bit of a kick up the ass that he needs to, to go back and fix his kicking and then understand, hey, I need to, I need to be better. Maybe, maybe not, maybe he still gets another week to, to prove himself, um, but he, it's, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm on notice here. So. Yeah, that's what I thought of his game. Um, but again, support. Followers, Matthew Loby, Ed Kerner, Will Setterfield. Loby, again, I mean, would, you, you can't smash the bloke. He, he's, a, he's a squad player. I actually thought he was, he competed. And that's all I ever want from him. Um, I thought he competed, um, gave away a terrible goal. You cannot give away a goal to Jared Witts. You know, a guy that you know you're probably going to lose to during the game. You know that he's going to be dominant. You just give him a goal, you know, silly around the neck free kick. I remember when it happened, I was livid. Um, you know, again, 23 hit outs, eight possessions, the stats, it doesn't really matter to me. It's just competing. And like I said earlier, the fact that he was getting into the body of Wits uh, was a positive and Wits will be a sore boy tomorrow. Um, I'll give Matthew Loby, um, I'll give him a five. It was a, you know, half, half, it was a pass mark. Um, who's next? Ed Kerno. Ed was, Ed was okay today. We had the, the 19 touches and he, he was sort of so-and-so. It wasn't, it wasn't an outstanding game. He made a few skill errors. 
I remember there was one going forward in the, I think it was the second quarter when we were kicking to the left of screen. And it was a, it was just, it was a nice passage of play where we switched the ball, we were making those short kicks, you went out wide, it went out of bounds, and it was kind of like, that's one of the players that, you know, just is not elite enough by foot. And it was a bit disappointing, so, you know, but again, he's a guy that competes, so I do love him. And a lot of respect for what he's been able to, to forge out of his career. And he's a hard runner and all these things, but he, he's limited in how good his skill can be. So Ed gets a pass mark, he gets a five, and uh, no more than that. Will Setterfield, I think he's, I think he's struggling a little bit. So at 60, he's enduring. He, he's really, he's well and truly into the, the footy system now, and you can, you can see it. Um, it was interesting because when I first saw him, he was a little bit bigger. And then he got really skinny in the preseason, but he still looked strong. Um, I don't see that strength right now. Uh, I think the first game he was really impressive, but afterwards he struggled a little bit. He's, he's trying to find form. He's trying to find himself a little bit. Um, I'll give him. I'll give him a five as well. Just sort of bare pass mark. I actually fucking love to tackle. Uh, I really do. I know that the. The player that he tackled, who was Will Powell, I think it was, was, was concussed and obviously Will Setterfield will probably miss a week because of the, um, you know, the result of the tackle. But, I mean, you get a guy, it, it, the aggression, I, I like it. Um, you know, it's a bit unfortunate that the young fellow was concussed and knocked out. I actually think, had it have been a bigger guy like a Dave Swallow, I don't think he would have been knocked out. But I think because the, the kid was just a, had such a small frame that Setterfield ended up, um, you know, copying the brunt of that. So unlucky, but yeah, he, he needs some work. And I think a break would be, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing for him. So you know, we have the option of Kennedy coming in. So that's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, the interchange bench, Lockie O'Brien. Don't know. Don't know. Didn't, didn't really impact so much. Um, it was interesting because towards the end of last season, he was, he was coming on a little bit. He was getting the 17, 18 touches, and I, I thought, oh, like, oh okay, this, is, this is good. Like, he's a kid that I didn't expect to play last year, many games, maybe five, six, you know, seven, eight max. But I thought, okay, 18 touches, that's something to work with. Can we push him up, and can he become like a gaff type of runner, outside runner? But, um, yeah, look, not, not a great game today. I'm going to give him a four. Uh, not a great game at all. Um, but that's alright, he's part of the squad and I'm happy, he's part of the squad for the next few years at least, whether he gets goes back, he, he, I think he probably will. If Cunningham's ready next week, uh, then I think Lockie O'Brien will come out and Cunningham will come in and I'm happy with that. Uh, but we haven't, yeah, we've, got a, we've got one lacking there because it, it's Paulson, it's, uh, it's Paulson, it's Fasolo, it's Lockie O'Brien, it's Garlett. It's, we haven't quite nailed that, uh, that one small guy yet, so interesting to see what happens. Mitch McGovern looked great. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he keep three goals in the second quarter? Uh, he's got this, uh, Tom Lynch from Richmond has the ability as well, this ability to not get a lot of possessions, but kick goals, and, and Mitch was Mitch was great. I mean, uh, the supply was good, he kicked straight, you know, three goals, tick your box, move on, didn't have a lot of possessions. I do want to see him get a bit more of the ball. He had six touches today, and I, I, I just, He's a smart footballer and, you know, he's an impact player. So I would love to see him get more of the ball. But again, three goals is a tick for me. And at that time, you know, Charlie had kicked one. Mitch had kicked three. We're up by 20-odd in the second quarter. And I'm like, I'm happy with this. So just died down a little bit. Um, 
copped a bit of ankle ankle injury as well, but Bolts said that he, he was okay. So I'll give Mitch a I'll give him a six for his effort today. Um, had he got a little bit more of the ball, it would have been a little bit better. Nick Newman, look, I think Nick Newman has slotted in nicely, and he's just a guy that plays his role every week, a little bit like Ed Kono in a sense, but he's a little bit better than Ed Kono. Um, I think he played a little bit more up the ground. He had the 19 touches. Probably want to see that up a little bit more around that 22 to 24 mark. But I thought he was solid. You know, uh, today he ran through that D50 up on the wing a little bit. So I didn't mind his game. I'll give him. I'll give him a six. But uh, no, I'll give him a seven because some others have had sixes that have had poor games. So I'll give I'll give Nick Newman a seven. But again, he's one that's just. Playing his role, you don't really notice him, but he's doing what he needs to do, and I, I do appreciate players like that. Nick Newman does not need to be a superstar, and uh, I'm, I'm happy with what I've seen. The next one, finally, is Michael Gibbons, who had the 16 touches and kicked three behinds today. Um, yeah, he's just, look, it was a lot better this week than last week, and he did play up the ground a lot more, which is kind of what you want to see from a guy that was the best midfielder in the VFL. Don't know why we're playing him as a small four, but anyway, three shots on goal, that's okay. Just wasn't clean with it. I'm not. I, I think I think he can be pushed out for one more week. But if he's going to play as a small forward next week, I'm not interested. Get him out of the side. So push him up onto a wing. Get him amongst the midfield if you want to see what he can do. Otherwise, don't play him. That's my opinion. Um, I'll give him a. I'll give him a. I'll give him a five based purely on the fact that he won a lot of the ball this week. A lot more of the ball this week. Generated three shots on goal. Just wasn't obviously wasn't clean with it, but. Again, playing a small forward role that he's not really accustomed to and, and giving that production. So I'll give him some kudos there. So that's how I saw it. Um, such a shit win. A uh, shit loss. A really shit loss. Um, so many moments that we can look back on and reflect and say, what if? Uh, but we've got to move on. Got the doggies next week. Give us till about Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll start thinking of reasons why we can beat the doggies next week. And um, yeah, we'll be back at it. You know, the win will come at some point or another. We're not gonna go zero and 22. I cannot wait to be playing this video when we go zero and 22. Um, but yeah, stick fat. You know, it sucks now, but this is the reality of being a supporter of a club. You have your high times, you have your, your down times. So 